welcome to the Behind the Scenes podcast. My name is Mackenzie Smolin, and we have back uh, Michael and Rhonda Spencer. Um, we're going to get into an awesome conversation today. But first, if you would like to hit the like button and subscribe to our YouTube channel where you're watching, also on our Instagram pages and Facebook. Um, and if you're listening on any of the audio podcasts, our Instagram page is B underscore Behind the Scenes Podcast. Facebook is B dot Behind the Scenes Podcast. Okay, so we're going to play a game because it's me and I love games. Ooh, I love games. Um, so love games. we've got three different <laughs> cards in front of us. So what you're going to do is you're going to play rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Whoever wins gets to choose the card that your opponent has to pick up. Okay, here we go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. <gasps> paper covers rock. Okay, so blue ones are uh, would you rather questions. Red ones are challenge points. So both of you are involved in it. If the challenger wins, you get two points. If you lose this one, he gets three points. Wow. I know, this is intense. And then this one is I dare you. So you have to do whatever the dare is on the card. If you refuse to, you lose three points. First one to get to 10 points wins. Oh, well, I'm going to stay with the safe one. Okay, so this one goes to him. These are worth one point. Okay. I'm asking her this question. So no, you have I, to answer it. I get to get one point? Or? No, he does. <laughs> Here's the Why question. Does he get Would to you win? rather have. 20 fingers on each hand or two faces? Ew. I'd rather have 20 fingers on each hand. Why is that? Why? Well, because, <laughs> excuse me, you can get more done. <laughs> Are you sure? It would be like a whole circle. Yeah, it would be perfect. It wouldn't be in the way. It wouldn't be in the way. Okay. All right. Well, you get one point. Good job for participation. Thank you. All right. Rock, paper, scissors again. Ooh. But why, if I win, does he keep getting points? Because you're choosing the easy one. So if he has to do something that's so easy, he gets a point. But these ah. ones, it, like, it challenges you. Do I you. get points on those other ones? Mm -mm. Well, yeah, oh. you do. You can win two points on these ones, or you can dare him to do something really embarrassing. So that's where you get the fun. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Let's pick the yellow guy. You're okay. a bad girl. Let's see what happens. What does he have to do? <sighs> no. <laughs> <laughs> What is it? What does he no, have to do? What does he How have to do? How am I losing when I win? This is so what is sad. What, what is, is it? I don't know what it says. I don't dare you to do this because you'll do it. I don't even have to dare. Oh, I know to he will. This. I dare you to post an embarrassing picture of your spouse. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I actually have one. When we were first married, she was sitting on the toilet and took a picture of her on the toilet. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm sure you don't have that on your phone right now. Oh, yeah, I do. Oh. I would post that. You want to post it now? Stop. You no. get me. You get <laughs> How many points does he get for this? Three. I, I don't want to win anymore. this through very well but it's funny for me <laughs> i think you did a great job all right great. oh my heavens all right well. wow thank you mackenzie this day. is rough i'm not playing your game anymore <laughs> this is rough Ooh. Oh, it was yeah, supposed to be really something embarrassing ones. for him you said for him you said that's true i don't know this is a great game that's all i know He's winning, and I've won every round. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't think this through very well, but I'm having fun. All right, do you want to post it later? Yeah, I have to post it later. Okay, we'll post it later, but okay. you got the points. I got points. All right, so try to lose this time. <laughs> 
I tried Come on, the last Rhonda. Time. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I lost. What, what card? Oh, so both of you have to do it. Oh. Okay. Okay, you guys have to compete in a staring contest, whoever wins. A staring contest? Yeah. Oh, that's easy. And go. Don't make promises you can't keep. Pastor Rhonda's stare is scarier than yours. My eyes are getting dry. <laughs> My eyes are dry. My heart is cold. If you oh, don't you win, blinked. This, if you don't, I did blink. You did. Oh, I she did. gets three points. Yep, you lost that one. All right, rock, paper, scissors. Oh, you win again. <laughs> red. You want to do red again? Okay. Ooh, okay, get a piece of paper and a pencil, both of you. I'm going to put a timer on. You have 30 seconds to list as many states in the United States as you can. Oh. How many points did she win? She won three. Just give her three. You can't do it? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right, here we go. You're going to give up? Yeah, you what? You let's forfeit go. that? Oh, dang. Okay. All right, I'll take well, three points. Okay. You're in the lose now, right? I'm always in the lose. Yeah. Crap. Red. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm going to post a real bad picture now. <laughs> I was um, going to be nice earlier. And I'm gonna be keep nice your paper now. and pen. Um, one of you has to draw a tiger better than the other one. Oh, okay. And go. That is a rabid Loch Ness monster. That is my <laughs> gift of drawing right there. Just so you can all see. It's a tremendous gift. <laughs> I don't think anybody <clears throat> can see that, but you don't want to see it at all. No, you know. Ooh, oh, there it is right there. We've got the stripes. Oh, you found the picture? Oh, I found the picture. Oh, oh no. no. It is already posted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's probably an easy. Got that I don't one. Need to continue. <laughs> well, All right. That's definitely passed around to one. Woo! You guys skipped all of the fun ones. One of you had to bite an um an onion. Oh, oh that's not going to happen. <laughs> Drink hot sauce. That's Ooh. definitely not going to happen. How do you <laughs> like that picture? Eat a drink. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Please so don't. All right. I regret this. I'm it's sorry. Already there. It's already posted. This is not right. Oh, on wow. Instagram. This is not right. Wow. It's a great Praise day God. in the neighborhood. I won. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I won. Ready? <laughs> Pastor Rhonda kind of already won. She already oh, won she the win? game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here we move. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Today. I didn't really win, though. I'm no, posted. you did lose. <laughs> That's a great picture. I totally <laughs> lost. I know. She's lucky I, I don't find the one with her sitting on the toilet because I'd have so posted bad. that one. Yeah. You won the points, but you lost pride. <laughs> <Exactly>. uh, <laughs> Indignity. <laughs> this makes me happy. Horrible. I've got Horrible. the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Yeah, maybe we can just do like slapjack next time or something. I don't even know what a slapjack is. You've never played that. No. It's when you like put down questions. What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! She tried to get the phone to change the. Do you Instagram. have the password to his? Facebook? I actually can sign oh, well. on to his Facebook. Well, okay. And we'll promptly be doing. Oh, that. you didn't. 
Oh no! It's on Instagram. Yeah, we don't have Instagram. your Instagram. <laughs> I know you oh, don't. Oh no! Okay. If you're watching, check out my Instagram. Don't check out his Dr. Instagram. Dr. Michael J. D R M I C H E A L J on Instagram. It'll probably be down before you it see it. It will be down. I promise. Amen. Doesn't mean that everybody who's watching it now. It's not live. Doesn't see it. It doesn't. That is live. <laughs> That's, that Instagram oh, that's is true. live right there, baby. <laughs> that's true. They're just going to see it with no explanation. Oh, no. no explanation. <laughs> yeah, there, there's no caption or anything on No, either. I wrote, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is he doing with his time? Um, <laughs> yeah, wow. no context. Terrible. Oh, no. All right. Well, that was good fun. That um, was fun. I had a great time. Thank you. Yes. I'm going to post that I lost a game. Oh. <laughs> There has to be some sort of explanation for Pastor Rhonda. We lost a game. One of them on there was to call Corinne with a fake emergency and see if we can get her to run around somewhere oh, crazy. Oh, no. She would but do I'm not that. involved. You're not? No, because I'm afraid of the, the women in our family. Why is that? Because this one has stabbed me. The other one has yelled at me. Mindy, I'm really genuinely afraid of. And... I mean, I just can't ever understand how Jade talks, so it doesn't matter. Oh, so it's scary when it's she gets scary. loud and you yeah. don't understand you don't, you're, <laughs> you understand. You don't know her. what she's saying. <laughs> wow. You don't like being stabbed or yelled at? Stabbed was very, I mean, I mean, when she stabbed wow. me in the leg, it literally wow. stuck in. <laughs> yeah, right. It was horrible. Right in the bone. There is no truth to this at all. Right well, in the bone. There's a smidge of truth. This is the problem. There's a smidge of truth. Ooh. I did poke him. Did you draw blood? Yes. Don't you lie. <laughs> no, no. Don't you lie. Let the, me explain. The, no, no. How the blood question was, drawn. was on the stand, did you draw blood? Yes or no? I did, did not. Did you draw you blood? Squeezed did you draw as blood? Hard as you yes could or no? To see if you could make no, no, it bleed. No, no, no. So oh, he not say you did I that? drew blood. No, that's such true. a third grade yeah, thing. When they get true. like a paper it cut, is. they're like, look, I'm bleeding. No, 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 no. Yes. I mean that that thing was poinging. It was stuck in my bone. It did rip his jeans and did scratch the surface mm. of his skin. Did and not he scratch it. as hard as he could Punctured to make it a little bit red skin. and said I made him bleed. Oh, man. The world will never know the truth. <laughs> There's just two sides and I don't know who to believe. So I'm just going to stay right it's here in the middle. who to believe. <laughs> Show us the scar if it was really in Ooh, your Oh, absolutely not. Oh, God. <laughs> Play the game, Roddy. You lose. Today, we're talking about conviction <laughs> conviction viction um more specifically how not to settle your convictions how not to give them up oh. no compromising it kind of goes along with the episode of absolutes okay. that was just released um so this is a big one because right now cancel culture is so imminent in our society um and it can be very intimidating especially for the christian person because our first response to that has to be love right and sometimes that sounds like nothing it sounds like silence it sounds like not fighting back and not defending yourself sometimes um but when that other voice in the world is so loud on any topic how is it that the christian is supposed to not fall back and fall under that pressure you're tempted to, I suppose, just to get people to stop talking and stop hating you. I mean, I think for me, uh, 
when you're dealing with conviction and somebody says the the concept of love, 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 is that you just like sprout flowers and dance in circles. Uh, love has many facets. Mm -hmm. So we take God. Let's look at God. God is love. Right. Yeah, in God is discipline. In God is correction. In God is at times even standing aloof. Love has so many different facets in it that that just pigeonholing it into the factor of saying, well, I mean, I've got to dance around with a tutu uh, in the middle of a flower garden, and that is love is not true. So everyone wants a, a pure acceptance. Well, God doesn't accept everybody. He loves everybody, mm -hmm. but doesn't accept everybody. God loves everybody, but does not approve of everybody. Mm -hmm. If he did, then everybody would go to heaven. God is love, but God corrects. He said if a person's not uh, corrected, then they're no more than a bastard. Mm -hmm. So that means a person without a father. So God in his love has so many facets that as believers, when we're on this earth, there are things I love people, but I can't accept what they do. And I won't accept what they do. And if it's going to come against the word of God, I'm going to take an aggressive posture and I'm going to hold my ground. Mm -hmm. because I cannot change an absolute uh, to make somebody pleased or happy with me. So when we deal even with the topic of homosexuality, people have called me homophobic. I'm not homophobic. I don't care whether you're a homosexual or whether you're a heterosexual in the aspect of your desired sexual preference. That's between you and God. But I'm not going to stand up behind, behind the pulpit and lie and say that God accepts it. Mm. So it would be, for me, genuine hate to tell somebody that their sin is acceptable. Hmm. You only hate the people you won't tell the truth to. So if I'm unwilling to tell them that their sin is going to damn them to a lake of fire because God, who is love, is unaccept unaccepting of that activity, then I genuinely hate them as well. Hmm. Why do you think the the posture of pretty much it seems like everybody else is against the Christian? Why do you think the world is so against the Christian specifically? There are a lot of different types of belief systems, but when it comes to even the name of Jesus, people freak out. Why is that? Everything is spiritual first. Yeah, exactly. So the spirit of Antichrist yeah. is on the earth. Mm -hmm. especially as we're rushing towards and seeing the end times Absolutely. really manifest right in front of us. Mm -hmm. You know, we're watching, you know, the pandemic. <clears throat> Pandemic's not the issue. COVID's not the issue. Let's, let's, let's make sense here. Get a shot, get poked, or you're, not, or you're considered dirty, but yet you can still catch it, you can still give it, and you can still die from it. But yet, if you don't take it, then you're unaccepted in our community. Right. Well, we look at that. That's not the issue. The real issue is that it's mandated by our government. And if you don't get it, then you're going to lose your job. Who was once the nurses, especially, once pra praised and the doctors praised for being champions and for being brave. Now they're losing their jobs because they won't get the shot. But they didn't need the shot when they were brave. I mean, I'm talking, that is, that is true insanity. Mm -hmm. But the real issue is the mandate. Mm -hmm. Because when you look at the end times, when the, when the mark of the beast does come, which if you're born again, you're not going to see it. But when it does come, people are going to, 
that this was the dry run and proved that people will fall the following of the demonic. Yeah. This is the spirit of the age. And the spirit of the age is hate God. Mm-hmm. Not refu- refusing to submit to God. Mm-hmm. Where it says submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. So if you're not going to re- submit to God, then you're yielding to the devil. And when you yield to the devil, then you have his character and his nature. What is the nature? Hate God. Mm-hmm. What would you say to people who have split families some people who are saved in the family and some people who aren't saved in the family what would you say to them that are trying to make a stand without trying to i guess get their family to hate them right why does there have to be hatred is my question right when we used to be able to have different teams sports teams you could have a different sports team i mean you would jab at them and and pick in fun but it wasn't hatred this is just straight out hatred. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to be able to have differences and not take it towards hatred. Like, why does it have to go to hatred? Evil really has abounded because we are in the last days. We are in the end times. And that's why you're seeing mm-hmm. everything go to these extremes of evil. It's it's evil to hate your family over silliness, mm-hmm. over simple things but that's where it's all going to right now it's just straight hatred you're not allowed to have a different opinion than anybody else but again this is the spirit of the times and jesus said it the best i didn't come to bring peace i came to bring a sword uh division of family members is part of the sword Hmm. and so mothers are going to turn children in fathers are going to turn their children in they're going to hate and the reason they're going to hate is it is the spirit of the age. It really is baffling to me as even people that are not born again can look and see the signs in the time that we're in. Yeah. They know that something's really up. Mm-hmm. And yet the believers are so ignorant that they're not doing their job in these last days. And what would the job of the believer be? Our job is to preach the gospel to every creature and lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Mm-hmm. And stand for righteousness. Stand you know, for righteousness. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite quotes growing up, it used to be scribbled all over my notebook. It was from the band Striper, heavy metal, <laughs> big hair, <laughs> black and yellow. Honey, you had um, big hair. <laughs> I did have you big did. hair. You had big um, hair. Was if you can't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Mm-hmm. And that's been a motto that, I've taken through my life and it's true if you can't stand for something you'll fall for anything and that's what we're seeing right now nobody's standing for anything Mm -hmm. like it used to be you would get respect if you stood up for something and we need to stand up for Christ we need to stand up for God no matter what especially in these last days I mean this right now it's our eternity we're talking about we need to stand for Christ and when we've done everything to stand Stand, therefore, and we need to do it in love, Mm -hmm. not in the same hatred that's being poured out at us. We need to do it in love, but we need to stand and stand, therefore. I'm going to run downstairs real quick. I've got to go get my guitar out of the truck. Mm -hmm. Is the truck unlocked? Yes. Okay. It's not (laughs) good to have the heat in there. Okay. Oh, You guys keep talking. Yeah. (laughs) So what do you think standing for Christ looks like today in the modern world? Well... Um, for biblical convictions that you have, um, and 
you know, I just believe the Bible and what it says. And so I stand for what the word of God says. Mm -hmm. And that can look different and in different scenarios. Um, Do you think it's our responsibility if we see somebody that posts something like kind of vulgar or maybe even completely against Christianity? Do you think it's our responsibility to say something back and defend the word of God or should we just kind of not? My personal opinion is the word says not to throw your pearls before swine. Yeah. And it says to avoid foolish arguments because you know what? People have already made up their mind. Mm-hmm. If anything you say is just adding fuel to a fire. It's adding wood to the fire. There's no sense in even doing that. No, I don't believe that's the way to promote God at all. I think living your life as an example and a testimony is the best way to do that. Yeah. I've never seen somebody converted from a Facebook argument. Oh, he was quick. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> I like these podcasts because they make it so that you don't have to be all strained, strained out. No, no, they're pretty relaxed. Okay, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Pastor Cody, we were just talking um, earlier about the fact that when kids get into their first semester of college, how they're very easily swayed to pretty much abandon all of their beliefs, whether they were Christian or not, and their minds are completely changed around within one semester of college so how how does that happen um i absolutely believe is the problem of the church Hmm. but also the family Mm -hmm. so um principles are established within the family but need to be taught in the church so the churches aren't teaching apologetics they're not teaching how to prove that the bible is true Mm -hmm. how to defend your faith right now we teach this at our church rock solid faith I guess that would be called a plug. Yes, plug it. Um, <laughs> of course. Yeah, go to uh, go to Amazon Truth, a rock solid faith, uh, Dr. Michael Spencer, and you really want to buy these books. We teach our people this because too many people are ignorant. My people mm-hmm. perish for lack of knowledge. So we're sending kids into a an actual battleground. Um, doctrinal battleground where the professors are teaching the black steel theory. They're teaching that uh, Christ wasn't real, that he wasn't even an historical uh, individual, which is all absolute foolishness and proven uh, that he, who he was through Josephus and Eusebius and, and other different uh, Jewish historians. Um, and then the word of God, I mean, we, we can go through all the apologetics portion, but it does come to that. But it, I think also a massive part is the parents. The parents have to teach principles of consistency. Consistency is everything. So we taught our kids, you get up, you're going you're gonna to read the Bible, you're going to do devotions whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. You're going to pray whether you like it or not. Whether you believe in God or not, if you live in my house, you use my toilet paper, sleep on my pillow, and use my water, I'm sorry, you're going to church too. You don't get a choice until you become an adult and get out of my house. You don't want to follow my rules, that's all right. You, I mean, you, then you need to be a grown-up. So we taught our kids all these principles, and the Bible says, train up a child in the way they should go when they get old, they will not depart. And my kids, did, they, they wandered, but they, they did not depart. Mm-hmm. People always look at us. How did you make your family so successful? Consistency is mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Consistency is everything. And we taught our kids. And as a church, rock solid faith, they were in it all the time. You know, these are the principles that we run. I mm-hmm. also believe part of it, too, is we need to have 
genuine supernatural encounters with God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I serve God today, not because of being able to defend my faith or having all of that knowledge, because I didn't have that growing up, but I didn't walk away from God. I stayed serving him. And um, mine was just, I couldn't deny that there was a God. I had seen too much. I had experienced too much. And now in my Mm -hmm. life, like, you couldn't even tell me there's not a God. Yeah. Listen, I was told I was going to die two years ago in two weeks of stage four cancer. And I am alive today because of God and God alone. Yeah. So um, I also believe we need to have the supernatural encounter, the power <laughs> of God present in our churches. We need to lay hands on the sick, see them recover. We need to have... Sp- the church isn't natural. It right. is supernatural. supernatural. And I think that if we make sure we're building that into our everyday lives, not even in church, in our homes, that the supernatural is normal, that you feel the, I mean, I've felt the presence of God. I've felt the love of God. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no denying to me of who God is. And it's not from philosophy or theology or any of that. It's just from a genuine I know my God. I've encountered him and you couldn't tell me he's not real if you I don't care what you have to say. So I think there's even a stronger conviction mm-hmm. that is in place when you've encountered and you know God. Like you've experienced God. Yeah. I believe it's the compilation. Yeah. I, I agree. It definitely Because the attack the that they get in college is intellectualism. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there has to be the basis of why you believe what you believe. You have to have a firm foundation. And the supernatural experiences of God are that exclamation point of experientialism Mm -hmm. um, that solidify who you are and why you are and where you're going and what you're going to believe. Yeah. If you have both of those things, I honestly believe that you would be immovable. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... So there's something that I was thinking about a couple weeks ago, and there's um, definitely a lot of different types of faith and a lot of different religions. And something that has always blown my mind is the faith and the conviction of the early martyrs who you were, I think you were talking about this a couple uh, days ago. (laughs) They had their children like eaten in front of them by lions and all they had to do was renounce Christ. And he said, they said, no, no, we saw him. They rose from the, like he rose from the dead. Mm-hmm. We know his power. We cannot do this. But other extremist religions have the same things. I mean, there is a certain sect of Islam. They will blow themselves up because they're so believing. That's their conviction. They mm-hmm. believe that they're going to Allah's heaven. So what's the difference between a Christian who has that much faith and a Islamic person who has that much faith? Well, I guess it doesn't come to that. It comes to the truth. So even in Islam, they recognize Jesus Christ as a prophet. Mm-hmm. And so there's a need to even go back into Islam and, and to study out Jesus. And when then you study the Bible, when you study the Bible, it is proven through numerology. It is proven for, through archaeology. It is proven through history. It is proven through prophetic it is proven through just the essence of the amount of uh, 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 the amount of what's the word I'm looking for manuscripts that are available. So when you start studying out truth, then you are able to establish uh, your firm foundation in the absolutes. Mm-hmm. 
So there are people that, and, and we saw this uh, even with my favorite favorite movie, Braveheart. Is that your favorite movie? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Why? Uh, because he died for what he believed in. He was disemboweled uh, for what he... Freedom! <laughs> Sorry, I had to, you have to give the face and everything. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, that's just but I mean, as he's being crazy. disemboweled, and that's an wow. historical individual. Wow. So people have died for what they believe in. The issue is not just dying for what you believe in, but willing to die for what you, uh, not just, how do I say it? Not only die for what you believe in, but live for what you believe. Yeah. And that's the real issue of Christianity, is that dying ultimately is easy. It really is. Why, why that? Why, why easy? easy? Well, because most of the time when you're killed, it doesn't take long for all your blood to be gone and you're be gone. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, if you're beheaded, it's, they do say you have like 30 seconds of no, recollection when your head is laying on the ground. Ew. But, uh, I mean, you're dead. You know, you're, you're dead. And if, you know, they shoot you, you're dead. If they stab you, you're dead. And I'm not saying that the pain is easy, but I'm saying, you know, you're dead. I mean, you're dead. But living is where you got to live out what you believe. Mm -hmm. And living out what you believe is is more of a challenge than anything else mm -hmm. because you have to die to self. So the death is living. Um, I present my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to you, which is my reasonable service. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are other religions and other religions have died. In fact, if you look at uh, Shintoism, Shintoism is their god is the actual physical land. Mm -hmm. And they, uh, they, you know, especially World War II and so on and so forth, you know, they would disembowel themselves. You know, it's people died for what they believe in all through history. Yeah. But do you live for what you believe in? Right. Because if you're going to live for what you believe, you must die to self. Mm hmm. Yeah, and I think a lot of people who are having problems standing for what they believe now when the pressure is on, it didn't really know how to do it before when there wasn't that much pressure. If you can't follow Jesus, if you can't follow Jesus during peace, you'll never follow him during war. Yeah, there's a there's a movement going on. It's been going on since last year. <clears throat> Every, everything happened in 2020. It was absolutely ridiculous. Too many people were bored sitting at home yeah, quarantined. Yeah, it was not good for people at all. But one of these things that happened is um, the deconstructing faith thing. I think I brought it up on a different podcast. And people are going back and they're really thinking, why do I believe what I believe? Why do we do church the way that we do church here in America? And it's really sad that so many people have walked away from Jesus because they themselves couldn't answer those questions. Yeah. Um, and so what would you say to somebody right now who might be deconstructing their faith or having a really hard time understanding why have I been following Jesus? I don't have any answers or any proof of him in my life. Well, again, that goes back down to the beginning. Number one, the church didn't do their job. Uh, equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, bringing them to unity, bringing them to maturity. And number two, they had no experience. So there was so, no supernatural. Mm -hmm. In deconstruction, um, the word destruction is part of it. Uh, you know, they're going to destruct and hell is a really long time, but hell gives up itself into the lake of fire. Mm -hmm. And what if you're wrong? I think there's a, there's a two different fears that people think of. They think of one, what if I'm wrong? It's but a good fear. Two, what if I'm right and I spend my entire life in this type of faith that didn't? Okay, well, so let anything. me just take that one because that was always a 
thing that would toggle around in my brain. What if this faith that you believe in is real? Thank you, Brittany. What if this is all a joke? Can you bring us? Oh, (laughs) you'll go grab it. Um, What if this isn't real? What if you're doing all of this for nothing? Well, I got to live in peace. I got to live in joy. I got to live in blessing. I got to live in abundance. So I got to get to know people. I live a better life than somebody not serving Jesus that doesn't have peace, that doesn't have joy, that's miserable, that's confused, all of those things. So for me, that was a solidifying question, not a deconstructing question. Mm, It was like, oh, well, I mean, if I'm doing it all for nothing, this is great life. Mm -hmm. I'm living an awesome life. I put my head down on my pillow at night with nothing, with no no anxiety, with no fears. I mean... It, it solidified my faith more than it deconstructed my faith. Yeah. I think, I think younger people have a problem with that sometimes because they look at the word of God as a rule book almost, or just something to like kind of control you. So like, okay, well, if I live for Jesus today, then I'm going to be giving up all of these experiences and all of these things that I could have done. And most of it does include sin. Right. Which, all, all of it, which is sin, satisfying actually. to the flesh. So yes. it's really not an it's, issue of the it's word. It's only temporarily satisfying. Right. All of that stuff. I mean, if you look at people that participate in all of that stuff, they're broken. They're not happy. Yeah. They're happy for five seconds. And then they wake up in the morning and they're miserable and they're broken so yeah it, it really is funny it God I mean, doesn't rob us funny sad yeah you know because ultimately they're throwing away God's plan for their life to satisfy their flesh yeah you know let's be real the Bible says very clearly if the love of the world is in you the love of the father is not and what is the love of the world the loss of the eyes the lust of the flesh and the pride of life and if you follow back every sin, it follows back down to that rule. When you start talking to the people that are deconstructing their faith, it is so that they can please their flesh. Yeah. Because they're going to do something and they're going to please themselves. So they're going to have the pride of life, which means they believe they're God. Yeah. So that's the pride of life. Or the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh. You know, they're going to go sleep around. They're going to go drink in. Those are the experiences. And it comes down to the three, the three sins that Adam lost to, but then the three sins that Jesus conquered in Luke chapter four. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus conquered those things so that we don't have to make sure that's not mine. Okay. <laughs> Boy, it does look good. You look good, Rhonda. You are a hot woman. Thank you, honey. So um, really it all falls down to those three sins three groupings Mm -hmm. and truthfully anybody deconstructing their faith i I recently know of an individual deconstructing their faith so what are they doing well they're gonna sleep around Mm -hmm. lust of flesh yeah they have to deconstruct their faith to satisfy to justify their sinful actions so anybody deconstructing their faith is ultimately striving to make sure that they can validate their nature. Yeah. Which is not the nature of God. It's the nature of their father, the devil. Have you ever gone through an experience where your faith was tested and you kind of had to come down to the point of, okay, do you really believe this or do you not? Yeah, I would just share this with the Bible school. First year of Bible school was amazing. The anointing, the power of God, the, the things I saw, the prayer, it was Second year of Bible school was hell. For the first three months of Bible school, you know, I, didn't, I never felt the presence of God. 
Oh wow. Yeah, and now listen. Now I'm studying at least two hours a, two hours in the morning, two hours in the afternoon above my Bible schools. I'm studying the Bible. I'm in ministry. I'm traveling full time with the drama team. I'm in prison ministry on Friday nights, going up to Wall. Uh, was it Br Bridgewater State Prison? I'm talking like immersed where God's presence is. I never felt Him. I'm in the top bunk. And I'm going, are you even real? I don't feel you anymore. Am I doing something wrong? Am I in sin? Was it hard for you to pray in those moments? And oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then finally, I, I listened to him and I said, why is this happening? And he said, because I want you to trust that my word is true without you having to have an experience and a feeling. That's good. A lot of people, especially in this generation right now, have a very difficult time getting through periods where they they themselves don't necessarily feel like being devoted to God or they're not feeling his presence. It's like it's like this, like yeah. every two months. But that again gets down to the absolute. Either yeah. God's word is true or it's a lie. Yeah. Your faith is not built upon emotions. Your faith is not built upon your experiences. Your faith is built upon the word of the Lord. And if God's word is true, yea and amen, you have an absolute that you can always end up landing on mm -hmm. you've got to land on something mm -hmm. and you will land on something if you land on experientialism then you are vacillating on a continual basis you're on the roller coaster ride with jesus if you stay with jesus mm -hmm. <clears throat> if your if your foundation is the word of god then even if you don't feel anything you land somewhere even if you have a bad experience you land somewhere well i i had a bad experience in church well that doesn't mean god gave you that because right. if you know God, then you know his word. If you know his word, then you know he is yea and amen, consistent, solid. And therefore, you don't have to equate a bad experience by given to you by a, hum a human, even with the name church. You can go back to his word and get solid again and get back into the house of the Lord and get healed. Yeah. So it all gets down to, you know, where is your base of belief system? It, it, you either believe in God, his word, or you believe in you. Yeah. You know what's so good about that is you said that your faith has to be based in the word of God. And I used to come back to this question of is belief a choice or is it something that you're convinced of? Do you just believe or do you don't? And I answered my own question through an experience. It was so funny. Um, my my stepdad started watching Ancient Aliens and he was like, you got to watch this. And I was like, OK, first couple episodes in it, I was like, you know what? This isn't like really anything, but I started getting interested because there were so many things popping up mm. in these ancient cultures. Yeah. So I was like, what the heck? And like 10 episodes in guys, I was like, this junk is real. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was, I was, you I was feeding, yeah, <laughs> I was feeding that part of my curiosity and I started to believe it. Yeah. And when people stop feeding themselves the word of God and they stop feeding themselves through worship and yeah. prayer, yeah. they stop believing in it. Yeah. So belief really isn't just, oh, I do believe it or i don't it's how you feed yourself and what, what you're you feed yourself. grows what you starve dies right exactly um so this so, generation really is in a very bad spot very bad spot for multiple reasons number one i believe the churches at large are weak that the teaching training development and maturation process discipleship within the local church is at its all-time low mm -hmm. Number two, the generation, because of experientialism, really demand to experience to have a belief system. 
And so what happens is the, uh, the flow might work one week, but not the next week. You might have emotions one week, but not the next week. You might like what the preacher this week, but not like what, not like what he preached the next week. So therefore you never have consistency. Mm-hmm. It comes back to the same thing. What are your absolutes? And sadly enough, uh, the young people that I've watched walk away, go into sin. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, really, the issue isn't that they didn't believe in God. is that they believe now they are God. Mm. And they will allow the world to serve them rather than them serve the God that created the world. Yeah. You, you've pretty much been saved <clears throat> since you were like out of the womb. Um, and there's pretty much. Yeah, there's been so much... Um, there's an increase in the exposure to what is out there in the world today. And I think that might have something to do with why it's hard for people to stand for Jesus now too, because there's just an oversaturation of information and of stories and experiences that you can go out and have. I mean, there's this, there's an Island called, um, Island hedonism and there's no, you've heard of it. Ron used to sell them. Really? She was a, I worked at a travel agency. Oh my gosh. Yo, that's so crazy. And hedonism is a place that all the travel agents wanted to go. Of course, last place in the world I would go. Oh my but. gosh. <laughs> so with, with all of these things that are just constantly pushed in, in people's faces and go out and experience. I mean, it sounds good to go out and get experience. Obviously, you should be educated and know different types of people and stuff. But how do you not allow the temptation to just go out and explore cause you to sin? Because you've been saved since you were born. I literally have not had a desire. I don't feel like I've missed out on one single thing because through pastoring, we see the results. Oh, it's horrible. Of all of that. So that's been what helps me is I see the results, the ramifications of that kind of behavior. And I feel like I didn't, I didn't miss out on anything. I miss the only thing I've had is gonorrhea, but you missed gonorrhea. Oh my gosh. I know. I missed all those things. (laughs) You missed divorce. You missed being so drunk. You woke up to somebody you didn't know. You woke up to having a baby of somebody. You have to have three, at least three paternal tests to find out which guy it was. Oh my you missed, I mean, I you missed, jeez, mi- um, I missed out You missed on smoking weed. <laughs> you <laughs> missed, let me see, you missed shooting up. And listen, you and missed, listen, like right down to smoking weed and drugs and all of that stuff. I've never even had an interest in that because I love fun. I think <clears throat> that you can be way more fun without drugs and without alcohol. I actually Dude. was afraid to even touch anything like that because I would do anything already. I didn't need drugs or alcohol. Yeah, so, you're wild. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, all I need is an I dare you. And it's Oh, fine. I dare you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, maybe that's why it's so much more tempting because people kind of, lie about what's going on they put right. up this front about oh, how you. awesome their Absolutely. life is and they we don't tell right the, they the horrible things that are the happening thoughts that are running through their mind when they put their head on their pillow and the i mean the fear the anxiety the torment i mean there's even the different religions even attractive even the yeah. different religions I, I i've had to deal with many people not a few from satanism to reiki to uh I mean, pretty much every religion I've had to deal with people that have come out of them. And the majority of them, well, really, Christianity is the only only religion where God is after you. Yeah. All the rest, you have to go after their God. Mm-hmm. And it is all the jumping of hoops in mm-hmm. all the other religions. 
and even jumping into the hoops, but yet the God doesn't really communicate to you, doesn't really want you. You know, you are only after him. He's not after you. Where Christianity, Jesus gave his all mm -hmm. that uh, we might know him. We can have a relationship with him. And it's, it's just an amazing reality of pastoring, watching people that have played with Lucifer and lost horrifically. And the depression, the anxiety, the worthlessness, the... Um, the rejection, mm. the emotions of recognizing of uh, no one cares for me, not just rejection, but beyond that. And we've seen it all. And we've seen where it's come from. I've seen husbands and wives, they just wanted to go out and play and pander. And they did. And then all of a sudden, I always say it this way. Um, one guy, he, he left his wife because he had a girlfriend. And I looked at the wife and I said, it'll be less than a year and a half. Uh, usually it's a year, be a year between a year and two years that they regret their decision. Oh. And then they come back and it's too late. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever met any couple that did this where the one didn't come back in regret. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. Or kids that are on drugs and someone slips them something. Oh, or yeah. uh, a girl goes out sleeping with her boyfriend uh, because she loves him uh, before marriage, which fornication is a sin, and then he dumps her and now she has to go through the same emotions of divorce when she shouldn't have had to go through those emotions of divorce. Yeah, it's not as attractive as they make it. But I think you're right in that this generation, all they see is it's made attractive. It is. TV, TV. media, Hollywood yep. makes it look attractive. <laughs> Let's get and a little gross. You know, they, they, the oh. sex scenes in, in the movies and stuff, you know, and, and on the TV sex scenes, they just get up and leave. Well, sex is messy. <laughs> it's not that way at all. It's not even true. It's like, yeah. come so on now. Anyways, you got to have some reality in life. Yeah. And people base their life off the Kardashians. They base their life off of all these people on television. It's like, come on now. That's not real life. Yeah. They, they over glorify the, the fun short burst of what sin feels like. And then they leave behind the months and years Ooh. of regret. Yeah. They leave all that out. I get to pick that up. We get to pick that yeah, up. Yeah, we see that. It's a mess. Yeah. That's that's really, I mean, I guess it works for people like you who have young people that are in church that are able to see people. And now everybody's life is on social media anyway. I mean, young people can go and, you know, they can see somebody who is living their life the way that they want to on social media. Right. And then they can see them coming into the pastor's office or crying at the altar yeah. or needing prayer every single week. But they post a bar selfie. <clears throat> um, yep. So it, I guess in one sense, the overexposure, I mean, I, at least I, it can tell the truth in that yeah. way. Well, even those people, you know, not everybody's in the same location spiritually. But mm -hmm. at some point in time, they're going to have to make a decision. They're at a crossroads. Because Jesus come back for a bride without spot or wrinkle. Mm -hmm. And we have to choose to sin mm -hmm. or not to sin. Yeah. Sin's been broken. We don't have to sin. We choose to sin once we're born again. Yeah. And we have to make some choices. And I either follow Christ or I don't follow Christ. And, you know, following Jesus isn't always fun. Mm -hmm. But nothing else is either. The bar scene's not always fun. Yeah. Boyfriend, girlfriends aren't always fun. Um, Smoking weed isn't always fun, especially when the cops bust you. Oh, it's it's legal now in New York State. Yeah, it's legal now. You know, we can go through all the stuff. So what what's the what's the difference between the definition of sin 
from the world's perspective and the definition of sin from the church's perspective. I don't think the world has a definition of sin. Um, it's do whatever you want as long as you don't hurt anybody else. Hmm. That's how they run their life. Well, that means you're your own God. You have no absolutes. You have no guidelines. You have no clarity in life. You can live the way you want. And the truth is nobody's an island to themselves. You know, the husband or wife that goes out and cheats on their spouse and uh, they think it's not going to hurt anybody. Well, it's hurt generations. Mm -hmm. the, we had a young man who was getting right with the Lord and he had been a heroin addict. And he was really doing well. And uh, really, he had accepted Jesus, was growing in the Lord, and then decided he just wanted to do his own thing. They found him dead in a car. Oh, my gosh. Well, that didn't just affect him. That affected his parents. That affected the people at the church who loved him. That affected generations. Come on now. We got we to gotta have a reality check. You are not our living actions, on your own. Our actions affect everyone around us. And I think that is a huge missing component because nobody wants to take any responsibility for anything. Mm -hmm. I'm only responsible for me. Well, you, nobody is an island. Nobody. Not any one person is an island. Everybody is connected to somebody else. And everything that you do affects people around you. And we've we've lost that. We d we don't even care. We blame everybody else. Mm -hmm. And like I get to do anything I want. I get to act any way I want to act. And it's not true. You don't get to act any way you want. You there's ramifications. Ramifications. People suffer the ramifications of our actions. Consequences every are day. real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And somebody whether pays we want right whether we want to acknowledge them or not. And that's been the problem. Like we have generations right now of people that have been paying the consequences for other people's actions and the world's a mess because nobody wants to take responsibility for their actions well they don't believe their actions are wrong right so if you are living a lifestyle of sin and you don't believe it's wrong and it's wounding people which it definitely will if not wound just you but generations because we are generational mm -hmm. and we impart what we have to the next generation, which then gets imparted again. So we have to make some choices in life. Do you have an absolute in your life? Well, my absolute is God and his word. Well, that's your opinion. No, you're ignorant. <laughs> if you take five seconds and actually study apologetics, you cannot come out. Listen now, one of the founders of of uh, one of the founders of Harvard University went on a thing to disprove, Dr. Greenleaf, to disprove the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because if you can disprove the resurrection of Jesus Christ, well then throw, throw Christianity away. Yeah. He had a problem. He proved the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Had to get saved. You know, we can go through the list of people. Uh, Josh McDowell did the same thing. I'm gonna disprove the resurrection of Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to disprove that the Bible is true. Problem. They proved it. Yeah. In their actions to disprove, they proved because God did not leave us ignorant and he didn't leave us. So we have to walk only by faith. He didn't tell us to hang our brain on the hat rack and have to live only by faith. But we have the ability through intellectualism and through the study to comprehend that the scripture is not for the ignorant and, uh, and intellectually uh, void 
but it is the most intellectual faith. The word of God is truth. And if the word of God is true, then God is true. And if God is true and his word is true, then he is God. We are not. And somebody has got to submit. Yeah. What do you think is the, why do you think that sins that seemingly have no, um, like no immediate consequences are kind of coming to the surface now like smoking weed a lot of people would argue well why is smoking weed a sin if it just helps me relax well that's the problem how it's does that helping you relax uh, last i knew the prince of peace is jesus christ the last i knew the holy spirit is the one who brings that rest so what you're doing is you're replacing god for weed so who's god what if you do it like every once in a while? Why would you do it every once in a while? It's the why. Hmm. One guy came up to me went, this is many years ago. And he said, Pastor, do you think it's wrong for me to get an earring? And I said, no. He said, would you? I said, no. I said, but why are you? Well, you know, I'm just a little rebellious and I want to show it. I said, there's your reason. Your why is everything. Hmm. Why do you need to smoke weed? Why do you need to have a beer? Because let's be real, anybody who first drank a beer, you know as well as I do, you didn't like it. <laughs> anybody who drinks the first glass of, of wine, come on now, let's be real, your first glass of wine, you didn't like it. Anybody taking your first drug, you got high, but man, there's a reality to it. So why? Why do you need weed? Why do you need booze? Why do you need your girlfriend or boyfriend to sleep with you? Why do you need sin? Well, that's your real answer. When you figure that out, you'll recognize one thing. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Mm -hmm. You want to be God. Problem is, if you want to be God, you will pay for your own sins. And your own sins is the lake of fire. Mm. So don't blame God when you get cast into the lake of fire. That was your choice not to be written in the Lamb's book of life, not to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He paid it all so we don't have to. And if you choose to, well, be God. Just make sure you're willing to pay the consequences because you can't. Because if you could, you would be the Messiah. What would you say to somebody who is listening to this and maybe they're realizing, oh my gosh, I'm being my own God and I didn't even realize it. What would you say to somebody who just has that revelation? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> I think that was that very <laughs> deep. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope that people do have that revelation. That would be awesome. The first step would be to repent and turn to God. I mean, what does it mean, repent? Just, I was continuing. Okay. Um, <laughs> is just turning your life over and saying, you know, God, I'm sorry. I was wrong. And I want you to be the God of my life. I want to get saved, basically. Invite him in. He's such an awesome God. The prodigal son. 
that mm-hmm. one way. And this is such a perfect story yeah. about this because so it many is. people do this. They find themselves in that place. I just want to find out for myself. I just want to see for myself. And that's what the prodigal son was. And and the father loved him so much. He's like, go see for yourself. Mm-hmm. And he knew what would the result would be. And yet we have free will choice. So he let him go and he found out it was just pig slop. Everything yeah. was pig, pig slop. The people didn't stay around unless he had money or he was buying the party stuff. They mm-hmm. left him and abandoned him. There was, he was left alone in pig slop. And when he realized, man, the servants at my father's house have it better than I do. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go back and see if I can serve at my father's house. Man, when he came in sight of his father, his father didn't, I told you, I knew you would. No, he ran Mm -hmm. to him with such love. And can you just imagine just love and compassion? Mm -hmm. He put his robe on him. He put his ring on him. He threw the biggest party and the brother that stayed home, he was mad. He's like, I didn't do anything wrong. And you're throwing him a big party. Um, But that's how God is with even those that walk away and try to find their own way because he knows some people just have to find out for themselves but he's ready. He's running towards you with no condemnation, mm-hmm. with no see what you know. When we ask him for forgiveness, he literally doesn't even remember those things that you did. Yeah. All those things that your brain will try to bring up, like to condemn you and to convict <clears throat> you. If you've asked for forgiveness, it's gone before the father. He doesn't even, he won't even ever mention it again. Mm-hmm. So, as soon as you realize that you're in this position, like, man, this is crap life I'm living right now, um, just turn back to God. Mm-hmm. And he will literally come running to you with love, acceptance, forgiveness, and celebrating you. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Behind the Scenes podcast. We want to congr- uh, congratulate <laughs> Sammy Lozano for winning the um, prize on social media. Thank you so much for the podcast topic. We love you. Um, and go ahead and like and subscribe to our YouTube channel again and follow us on social media. We will see you back next week. <laughs>